Hello, hello everybody and welcome back once again to a very special and exciting episode of Brave Cave because we're doing something a little bit different this time around and it's something that I've wanted to do for so long so I'm very grateful to finally have the opportunity and the time to do it. I have got these two legends, Liz and Adam, the masterminds behind the up and coming event Beat Repeat here to have just a little bit of a chat about all things rave culture, all things beat repeat, how to do an event post COVID. I think that these are all things that everyone that I know has been thinking about as of recently. So I am very, very, very grateful and thankful that I got to pick their minds about their opinions and what they think. After the episode, we're going to have Mr. Rochelle, someone as a part of Big Repeat's Raver Showcase with a mix for 30 minutes and it is live modular techno. It is friggin' epic, so I hope that you guys enjoy it. You'll be able to catch him performing live at Big Repeat. Thank you so much to both of them for jumping on board and making it such a great time as well. They're just such chillers. They're making me so excited for what's coming next for them. I'm sure there's so much on the horizon. Beat Repeat is on the 7th of May and it is going to be a day sesh into the night with some awesome DJs and musicians and artists playing. You do not want to miss it and I think this interview will make you guys want to go even more. So please enjoy it. Please get a bloody ticket to Beat Repeat. I'm, I'm very excited for you guys to, to give it a listen. Well, hello guys. Thanks so much. Hey. joining what's up um not much <laughs> uh i'm going to just throw it over to you and let you guys tell us just a bit about beat repeat in general and how it was born yeah Ooh, can yeah. i take yeah. it <laughs> this is definitely the one to take that she's uh she's creative direction. um yeah creative direction i guess um among other things but yeah definitely that's my main thing Everything. um <laughs> uh so beat repeat was born what was it? I lose track of years at the moment. It was like 2019, wasn't it? Just before. Yeah, it was. Yeah, pro- yeah probably there. I think. Probably before, like maybe six months before um, 2020. So, yeah, middle of two, 2019, we started yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking so, to council and. Yeah, so, so 2019, I found this pristine street that I really wanted to fucking close mm. off. Um, uh, I really wanted to close it off and it was just in Brunswick, it was called Russell Street and it was a no-through road. So I started to develop this venue plan that was called um, No-Through Road um, and I thought that was going to be the name of the festival. Oh. Um, and then I was just like, right, well, like I can do this by myself, but I can't do this by myself. Um, so, But I just kept on going along with it, kept on um, going down to the street and seeing what was going on with it. Um, and then talking to the people as well, like talking to yeah. Yeah. this is like before any type of like idea. Like, it's just an idea. About yeah, d- d- just just like... a venue idea. I'm yeah, I'm obsessed. Cool. I'm awesome. obsessed with random venues say, yes. that yeah. that that are hard to uh, hard to acquire. Cool. I just I, I love it as a challenge, um, and I love trying to acquire them. Um, and then. And then I met Adam at Chihuahua Town randomly. He was wearing this like really fluffy jacket, just looking like a, I don't know, but in between a tool and a doof fairy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
And he said, he said that he really wanted to work with me. Um, he's heard about me. He really wants to work with me. So we sat down at this pub um, and we discussed what we had on the table to work with each other on. And I put on the table this street, um, no through road idea. And, um, and he took it and he started coming to the street with me and started to come to meetings with me. And then I think um, late 2019 in December, we got the all clear from the council to start doing works on it then COVID yeah. hit yeah um and then jump forward a year it got to late 2020 we were mad keen because who else is going for it in a pandemic apart from all the yeah. other brilliant people in Melbourne but like mm. a, we were just going for it and um the council worked with us Morland council and we shut down the street for be repeat um a, a rave a street rave trying to copy the likes of the Brunswick Street rave that they yeah. used to do back in the 90s, um, which they just literally closed down all of Brunswick Street. You look at it now and it's like basically bloody impossible. But yeah. they did it then and we were like, look, it's not possible to do in this day and age. You can't shut down Brunswick Street for a rave, but we're going to do what we can do like in this day and age, which was shut down Russell Street. So Adam and Russell I then Street. worked on it from end of 2020 to going into 2021. Um, we were lucky we had some really good people working on it with us. Um, and, yeah, it just formed like that. That's more of the operations yeah, side of sick. it. Yeah, Because I think I remember it coming out and it was like, it felt like more intimate, like of an experience, that the first one. It was yeah. like an intimate kind of like, I think there was that video of Honey Smack where he's like, I think my one of my mates was right next to me, like got him to like touch the decks, and then like something <laughs> that like that. That was your mate. He, he, he looked so like, suspicious of us. My friend was full terrified. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like touch that. And, he's like, and I was just like, I don't think he's not gonna kill you. <laughs> but I think it was great. It was just like a, it had like a very intimate, like down to earth kind of vibe compared to like all the other. Well, we I don't just... know how to explain it. Like it felt like there was more relaxed, but still raving. I guess. Yeah, we like, we it's I think, and I think it comes back to like. The crowd, um, definitely. And, you know, like, I've been involved in events for a long time and Liz definitely, definitely met Liz at Shroud Town, but I'd spoken to her briefly at uh, Killing Time with a, um, when I went to a, a party there and um, through another friend of mine, Chris, and um, I sort of said to Liz, like, I want to do something um, that's different to some of the brands that I'd worked on previously. And um, my thing was I wanted, I didn't get the support in the other brands and I felt like it was me and maybe one other person pushing uh, the wheelbarrow down the road all the time. And um, when I met Liz um, briefly for the first time, she was like running the whole thing, basically mm. running around crazy like. And then um, oh, actual town, she had a heap of, involvement with that with the artists and um i could see the work the work ethic mm. in her and then and that was what like spurred me on because one of the things that i hadn't got in the events industry and now and you meet a lot of people that want to be a part of it and want to be artists and djs and mm. producers and stuff but they they just don't have the work ethic mm -hmm. um that liz brings to the table and that's um for me that that was yeah. that was a game changer because like I will push the event wheelbarrow down the road um, and then I'll gas out and I'll be like, man, I've got s like other things on. And I, you know, you, you find yourself getting to a point where you're just like, 
fucking hell, man. I've yeah. like I've worked so much on this project, and it feels like there's even more than uh, I've yeah. done. And then um, you know I'll gas out, but then Liz will mm. be doing so much on the on the other side, and just like push that even further. And so um, you know, as far as far as a team goes, it's 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 awesome to be a part of because I feel like when Liz gases out then I take control mm. you know it's like a relay like she'll yeah. pass the baton and I'll run and then I'll pass say. the baton no, and she'll when run I have a quick spiral a quick mentee <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. just fucking alright Adam yeah it's like you guys are the dream team yeah, we, essentially balance each other out yeah you? and like you know when, when I'm having a shit one Liz will be like how awesome's this like we just oh, got this message from this person and like and she's like real energetic when and I'm, I'm like, depressed about the cause and Adam's Liz just is like, like oh, I don't know what we're gonna do with this and I'm like did you see that message from that person that just like said to us and you know and like yeah. that's for one of the you know and like with with beat repeat like the first one the awesome thing and it's probably why i'll continue and liz will continue to push melbourne music is because when you get it through other events and i've had it before where people have come up to me and said this um but i didn't get it as much as i got it at beat repeat and it was mm. hey this is awesome mm. um I actually really needed this. Like, yeah. I really, um, I wanted to, you know, I was having a bit of a shit one with coronavirus and stuff, and, like, mm. I don't want to talk about COVID because I fucking I hate it, but <laughs> the, during that time, we ran during um, lockdowns. So there's lockdown either side of when we ran, when we operated, and yeah. um, and that was what was crazy, and that was mm. what was hard, and, that, and, and then to have so many people come up to me that I knew and I know that Liz would be the same and just say like, man, I was having a real shit one. This is actually the first thing I've been out to in over a year and yeah. I, I really did not think that I needed this but mm. you know, you don't know the feeling that I've got at the moment and like, I'm, I'm leaving this, like I really needed what you've done yeah. and so that for me just spurs, yeah. spurs me on because you know, like people, People do need a release, and if you don't have that, which I think is a lot happened a lot during when no one was operating, and you're someone that goes to revs because you just want to get out of the system mm. and just go and enjoy being around good people and mad tunes, and like you come out almost refreshed. Like I know yeah. it's a sometimes <laughs> it can be a big night. You might find yourself on asleep on a couch somewhere, but you do come out of it think feeling refreshed, and that. Yes, was yeah, one thing that spurred me on with BRP is like I've heard that across my events over the years but I never thought much about it I just thought it was someone that really was enjoying their time but with that one that we did the street rave that we did so many people before during and then after hit me up and even, like probably more so yeah. after even um, yeah. getting messages from just like mates or mates of mates or even people that I hadn't ever met before hey like was saying hey hey Adam hey, like Thanks so much for that. Here's a photo of me <laughs> in front of Honey Smack, and that was sick. So yeah, it it kind of felt like I think it was like perfect timing because I think people were so fatigued from like lockdowns and even partying. I think people it was like partying at home wasn't doing the same. So I just I remember being at home partying and being like the sashes at home. Like, I didn't stop like, full on. <laughs> and then I think full I rainbow serpent set. Like, so, like, Five days. I'm I think going. I think I watched <laughs> Papa Smurfs set at pitch. Like yeah, yeah. I think I just got like probably about fifteen times during yeah. lockdown. Yeah, and I like, got I mean one friend I think it was like. We, we came out of it and then we still, like, I think there weren't events on, but you could see friends. And then we would go to each other's house, get, like, yeah. on one. Yeah. <laughs> and then play a Charlotte, do it, set, 
Yeah. Like the same one, like every time. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I was, I was just like, I need it something. Like I just actually need it. Yeah. So I think that like it fell at a good time. Like the, yeah. the way it you guys did, did it. Yeah. And oh, man. people we... really like, and I guess they were just, yeah, they needed it. As you said, that rave type yeah. of release. And we, we had so of, many, if we if we talk about crisis meetings, that was that was. I was about man, to say, we oh my god, it was like I feel like crisis meetings every two days. Maybe I like maybe if like, the government wanted to like put some money into just like psych appointments for events people when they're going did. through, like oh, just, man, just be like, hey, like, we'll shout a couple of your. Yeah. Psych the more money that we were outlaying, and the more money that we were like, <laughs> we're like, this might cancel. If this cancel, it was like, <laughs> it was such a, like, such a shit feeling. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it is. I feel. We were so lucky. I feel. For everyone that got that got screwed by that, but um, mm. but now we won't get screwed up by that now. But now we're facing a whole another mm. whole another realm oversaturation. I was which just is, about to say that's literally it's gone like yeah, a hundred percent. And it's interesting because Bo Kitty, um, we released a, uh, an interview with Bo Kitty. So part of Beat Repeat um, is uh, delivering knowledge to mm. people about what it was like in the '90s rave culture, and now we're spurring into the 2000s rave culture because there's um, Obviously, that's very different, even both decades to where it is now. So we released this interview with Bo Kitty and she touches on it. And she's just like, yeah, back in the days, we didn't have competition. Events didn't have competition because we're all trying to do the same thing. You know, the metalheads, the the punk people, the EDM, the trance, the everything. They came in together and they did their events together um, because that, that, that was the one rave, the one love, the yeah. one plur. Um, and, and they would smash out together. But now because... It's weird because costs have gone up for people that are running events. Like um, the, the the time and effort put into them have gone up as well, but there is way more of them. Everyone mm. is doing it because um, everyone loves it, but um, apparently love creates um, you wanting your own baby in it. But it's like almost like, I guess something I've assessed now, especially coming out of COVID, it's like there's, there's heaps, there's events everywhere, but it's like less as you said kind of like i feel like there's a lot of people lose like hanging on to the i guess was it the mission statement or like the connection to why yeah. like fundamentally like yeah. why do yeah. we do this and that's the, and that's they come back like fatigued yeah. like and then kind of and that, it just turns yeah. into clubbing like clubbing i think is starting to exhaust people it's like clubbing clubbing like going out yeah. and just clubbing like i think you have to have some type of um mission behind it or like hang on to the real reasons why you're going to do it or choose your artist really really right like yeah. really thoughtfully to like because our yeah. you know what i mean like well, i feel like there's something yeah. i feel like it's setting like maybe beat repeat apart a little bit it's more just like it's really like solid like acknowledgement of like why yeah. do we rave instead and of just a club night yeah. maybe it's really well organized i guess what I've to say and to like add to what liz said like you've got we booked Gavin Keitel for this um, upcoming one, and yeah, we did an interview with him, which will be released um, shortly. And one thing that he was saying was, he started DJing in Darwin, mm. and basically, mm. like, he went, he he sent his uh, tape in to get to the guys to see if like if he, if he could play, and then he um, basically, in the end, they were like, "All right, mate. So, yep, did you, you want to play Saturday night? Uh, no dramas. Well, we'll start at." Um, four in the afternoon um, and then we'll close at three in the morning and he's like oh sweet so who's playing and they're like you're playing <laughs> and he's like what do you mean and they're like well you're basically like you know there's not a lot of people that actually know how to do what you do and yeah. you do it well mm. so we you know like we're just we're just booking you and he's like 
So I've got to play from three in the afternoon till three in the morning, essentially. But but now now there's so many good artists, isn't there? Yeah. We've got good artists coming out of yeah, our bloody asses yeah, in shit. Melbourne. Like it's like so. it's, it's, it's crazy. And like me and Adam, like me and Adam, I, I might say. Um, so Kevin Carberg and Dan Abel, mm. um, they both work with us on this. Um, we've brought them on for uh, this next show. Um, so they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, Kevin brought Picnic Electronic here. Dan yeah. Abel runs um, Red Moon and he helps with Six Cent and everything awesome. like that. But they, um, we were, we're at, it's always such a difficulty with artists. Like yeah. it's just, it's bloody hard because you're like, I've got so many people that I, I, I'd yeah. need to book because of their talent. And it just, um, you just don't have room. Like you just. Yeah, no, no, that's the thing. It's like. You have to, which is, it totally makes sense. It's like you have to, it would be a hard job. I guess it's like, how do you even like, I guess that leads into a question I was going to ask, which is yeah. like, how do you assess like who to book and when? And like, <laughs> I guess it's like, which one of you, do you guys end up having the same kind of like it's conversations with musical you know, progression. Throw, throw it at each other or like, musical it's progression. like it would be hard to know what vibe you're going for. Because everyone, there's are so many, but like. So we like it's it's I feel like it's a bit of a chemistry session yeah. or or a bloody like a, um like maths lesson or something like that. It's sort of like who do who who do we really like? Who's the one person that we want most out of anybody mm. there? And you see you see what new stuff that they've um what new stuff that they've released what uh what old stuff that they're playing at the moment and where they are currently as a person, mm. you can assess you can do a lineup via that you can do it surrounding that surrounding that person in a way of being like right they can go either lighter or darker this is the so, sort of light this is the sort of dark they go to, so let's follow on both of those chemtrails and then book artists accordingly to that but. With B repeat, with this B repeat, what we've done is, and hopefully with all B repeats coming, what we'll do is book people for who they are and not what they play. We, I've, I usually email out whenever I book artists a B repeat. I usually email out um, that we don't uh, that we're not going to tell them what genre to play. We don't like to give them a narrative because we'd prefer them to give themselves a narrative and to go with that. Awesome. And the and the thing that you were saying before is that like a B repeats meaning and like how it potentially has like quite a strong one, which we're very proud of. Um, we feel like that that meaning and getting across our creative direction to the artists that we book um, is, uh, is is almost like telling them uh, telling them what genre to play or whatever. But it's not because it's just sort of being like, hey, this is what we're about. This is what we love. This is why we're doing it. Um, <coughs> we're booking you because uh, we're booking you because you're you're a lord of the underground in Melbourne, or you're mm. or you're fantastic, or you're very talented, and 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 you're and you're not platformed properly, or something like that. And um, and then we provide our creative direction, so, and then we <coughs> we get them to make up we get them to make up their own their their own narrative of it because artists are fucking intelligent people. Yes, exactly. They're yeah, they're a hundred they're a hundred percent intelligent, and any booker that thinks that. They can sort of bookers are fantastic at genre progression, um, but they don't understand that if you book the right artists and they they, mm. they they'll decide what what to do for themselves. And ninety percent of the time, they'll decide what's a, a, a decision that's better than what yeah. the booker would have would have booked if they asked them to pick and stick with a particular genre. That's why we like 
It's like a free range hen farm at Beat Repeat. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, just, well, you get booked, so it's free range. <laughs> we know the people, we know the people we're booking and we yeah. know what they're capable of and they're mm. our biggest mantra and you know, we said it to Gavin and we said it to Sossery. Play the, play the tracks that you love. I want to hear the ones that you love because if you play in the ones that you love, yeah. then that'll resonate on the D floor and I really, <clears throat> you know, like maybe we might not see your act again for a while or whatever. So mm. if you're playing the stuff that you froth, then everyone's going to love it Basically because true. you're going to love it so much to be able to play that and have that freedom and we, yeah. run, a, we run a rave. Like, fucking exactly, be yeah. yourself. The, be the exactly happiness you that are. you see in their face and the <coughs> happiness that they that, 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 that creates for them and then they play that through their music and then like. the crowd gets that... Like it's just like it, it it's idiotic suggesting anything else. And like even and Gavin Kai told us, Gavin was just like, Hey he called me up one day, he's like, Hey, what do you want me to play? And I'm just like, uh, I'm mm. like, anything you want at all. And he's just like, Are you serious? Like I've got I've got a couple new ones, they won't all be nineties rave and I'm like, like it's all beat repeat is about the integration of before and now and, and yeah. how we can go forward with it. So That's just so play whatever. Yeah, I just think there's not enough. Like in like there's not enough people who stick to thinking that I think like at points it's surely like with some stuff you need to I guess give restriction but I think exactly how you said it yeah maybe no yeah, side trance that's the only restriction yeah, that yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're not, like, no side trance we're not Solomon saying you can't play over 124 BPM with no lyrics so uh, alright mate nah it's a fucking rave and yeah. you play you play what you love because the crowd there a majority of the crowd that comes to beat repeat is Everyone in that crowd is an artist of some sort. Yeah, and it may yeah. not be the music artist, but it's like so many people that come to our stuff are very creative people in every different type of mm. field or feeling or um, hobby or, or those type of things. And like that's something that we lean into because you're going to get the best out of the person if you tell them that play yeah. what they love. And, and then all we do is we basically, we know who we're booking and then we go, well, if that guy plays what he loves... He's gonna be playing some fucking like housey type of tunes that are gonna be yeah. real early. We've got to work with them. Mm. We're gonna book yeah. you, pay you money, mm. and yeah. then we'll work off that. We'll work <laughs> off that. Well, we know where you're gonna go, and then we know that that, that this person that we're gonna book like loves the heavies, and so we're like, <laughs> yeah, we know you're gonna play heavies, and like, yeah. so we all we do is position them somewhat around the area, and then add a little bit of progression in, and that's you know when you see. Honey Smack is exactly the same as what you see when you see guys like Stefan Bodzin. Like, mm. he's loving it that much that if you're right next to him, which you will be, mm. you can't not love it. Like, you can't mm. not love the no, tunes, and it might not necessarily be. And that's the other thing. He's like, people will tell you, like, I don't really listen to Honey Smack's tunes ever. Mm. But fuck me, was that a, what was that? Now, yeah, it's like, more than <coughs> the performance. It's like a, he's It comes out of genre, out. and it comes yeah. out, like, if you're an R&B guy that loves R&B, but you're sitting there front and centre for his set, you're going to be like, that is, that's ridiculous, what that guy did, and how he engaged with the crowd, and, and, and you know, like, that's why I liken him to Bodson, because he does the same thing. Mm. He engages yeah. with the crowd, and he brings you on, and you see mm. how much he's absolutely frothing it, and it's hard for you not to enjoy it, when he's doing it so well and he's doing what he loves and people people also mm. enjoy that. Like that we mm. we as humans love seeing other people enjoy themselves doing what they do and and like executing their craft and we just give them a platform to do that. And like, you know, you probably mm. would have seen Honey Smack losing it in that street setup. And oh that, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, that that for us is what's helped us propel so propel along because like 
we had big labels and um, you know and people sharing that throughout the world. And we had was, a lot of international love after that. Yeah. That, <coughs> we went on, that content love. went fucking went around went around the place. Definitely a lot of international love, which was That's awesome. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you expect I guess bit repeat to get the reputation that it did from the first one? No, no I still I, I, no. I still don't think that it does. Like in, in my in my head in my head <laughs> on a, in my head honestly I'm just like, oh like I hope we can, like, hope we can, um, maybe I should ask my mum to come. Yeah. Like, so, 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 so we get some good numbers. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, like, I, I know it would be absolutely fantastic. And but, but But the difference is I have a ball putting into it. I have a ball running That's it. That's so good, yeah. I absolutely, I, I absolutely, it's my creative passion. Mm. Um, if I, if I drew a scent out of it, I'd feel weird. Um, and, mm. uh. And yeah, it's my creative passion. And my mum will come to every single so one great. until <laughs> until they stop. She came to the yeah. last one. Mum and dad ran um ran a community barbecue at the last oh, one. If anybody it. came, yeah. that's yeah. John and John and Philippa. Oh, I love um, that. Just standing behind cooking snags. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's like so essentially you guys you already had the idea. You met each other and then kind of together made it at first, kind of like Yeah, well, well it happened, we, I guess. We right? basically like, we said we it was your like baby. Yeah, we said like, we wanted to run something. And then, yeah. Yeah, and um, like, yeah we, we built it from there and we were like, between the two of us, we have event management mm. experience by the droves and then I'd been running parties for a long time. So mm. like between the two of us, we sort of knew both each other's skills. So we were like, oh, let's, take a, story let's take this. a project on that'll be hard that what people won't do um, and it'll take a lot of time, but let's just, Let's just do it, and that's why we mm. we wanted to. We had, like Liz had the idea of that street, and she'd met um, a couple of people along there, and she was like, "Let's shut this fucking street down." And I was like, <laughs> "And and I remember, <clears throat> I remember when we, why can't we? <laughs> when I came to conception of the '90s rave idea. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know what it was. I don't know what got me, but like, remember how like '90s raves started to get real popular at the end of last yeah. year? Like, I almost thought that like doing beat repeat this year as like um as like looking back into the '90s and uh, whatever, even though it's just half of that, um, I almost thought of like, crap, is it like being overdone? Like last wow. year, because I, come on, like we've, I'm sure we've all had that thought <laughs> of being like, there's a lot of 90s shit last year. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Um, but like, <clears throat> but I found, I remember when I came into the conception of it, like, cause I, um, because I found the street, we wanted to shut it down. And then we were like, all right, what should we theme the party? Um, I think it was like, Oh, late late December in two thousand twenty. Was it your mum? No, no, no. Mum, mum came, mum came into the into the name. Mum yeah. came into the name. But the <clears throat> the reason why I thought about doing it is because I've got, Repeat I've got a lot of older friends. Myself, I'm twenty six. Um, but I've got a lot of older friends. Some of my best friends are fifties, sixties, um, sort of awesome. that like yeah. that age, and I just um. I learn a lot from them, and I think we're all of us were friends that age. Like we learn a lot from yeah, fr- from the people decades older than us, and and then obviously like um, starting my career up in the doof scene, pretty much um, like learning a lot off them in in a party sense and in a community sense. Um, and I just thought that some of the events that were happening these days felt like they were missing what. 
those people brought into my life and like that those older people brought into my life a, a lack of care um uh not not judging yourself as much obviously judging dangerous situations around you as much but like not judging yourself as much not putting as much ownership on what you look like or how you sound like or anything like that and i felt <clears throat> that was i felt that was missing and then missing from the events that are happening these days and then i started to go Still to is. So, yeah, I started to go to Burning Man and I was um, helping to run a theme camp and then running a theme camp there. And again, I met more people, more older people yeah. that, that, that encompass this like this awesome rave attitude that yeah. I didn't know back years ago that it was like it was a rave attitude. But then I started to put the pieces together, probably wrongly, but I think correctly. And then I got to late 2020 when we were trying to work out what to what to do on that street. Yeah. And I was like, it should be a 90s rave, but it shouldn't be a nine just a 90s rave. It should be, um, it should be the in like encompassing nature of what's going on now, all yes, the awesomeness yeah. of events that's going on because we've got some bloody awesome <clears throat> events and really talented people now. But what and then pair that with what happened back then. Yeah. And see if we can somehow collide the communities together and collide the mindsets together and get the new to learn off the old and get the old to to ignite knowledge in the new. Mm. Um, and I just thought that would that would just be so cool and just so good from a mental health perspective and so good from a community building perspective. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. And then these boys were 100% behind me, which is all I could ever ask for. And then I went, I know we were in a texting battle with a graphic designer, like trying to work out what Beat Repeat was going to be named because he needed a label that day. Oh. And I was, I was with my mum and the... I was with my mum and the... Repeat the Beat, I think, was where we got. And no, I was no, like, it's kind of like, it's, oh, I was so it's not good. there. I was with, I was with <clears> my mum, Philippa, at the, at the museum, and we were... We were uh, reading one plaque um, on some sort of no we were going from room to room I'm like mum I've got to work out a name for this rave brand I've got to work it out and she's like alright 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 so we go into like all these different exhibitions we read the plaques out of each exhibition they're all like Shakespearean and really old school like mid-century <laughs> sort of thing and we read each plaque and we're like alright what words can we take off this because we're both we're both very into writing that side of family we're very, we're, we love our writing and then mum found um, Repeat the Beat. It was on a plaque talking about um, some historical person that, that used to have a really bad heart rate. Um, yeah. They used to, oh like, so, something <laughs> something was happening in their heart and, um, and it was talking about them. And then mum's like, Repeat the Beat. Why not that? I'm just like... Oh, turn it around, and then Mum's like, "Be repeat, texting that, yeah." yeah. And, so, and then, <laughs> so and then it's also like it's a um, stock uh, sound effect that you can get. It's not Ableton. a very good sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, in that Ableton, it, yeah, be repeat is <laughs> yeah, be repeat. yeah. There's a, actually an effect that. in Ableton that you can use. It's called be repeat. It is. Oh, yeah. It's not. It's so not that bad. When Liz but... told me, I was like, I fucking love that because that's it's it, so it encompasses yeah. so much, and like to to like to to add a little bit from what Liz said when you. When you get the old school and the new school, and that's one thing that this this brand has um, given us is like we've been we've been hit up and spoken to um, the community of the new school a heap with it. Mm. We've also been hit up and spoken to the community of the old school um, as part of it, and so like we can you know constantly we're speaking to people that are like, hey, um, I used to do this like back in the day. Is there a way that, you know, like, mm. oh, we you know, love or, or that. telling us the stories, like with the storytelling. They, 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 they send me creative writing. Yeah, yeah. This, this can probably explain a little it's bit awesome. more about that. But 
like with age with the punter showcase. Yeah. Like that's, Liz, Liz had this initiative and like she's ran with it and I think it's probably one of the best initiatives that I've ever seen at a at an <laughs> event because like I'll let it's, you I'll let you explain it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's pretty much all about immediacy and participation. Yeah. Um, so age was age or Adrian um, was the the random guy that you would see not dancing behind Honey Smack, but behind Honey Smack for the whole street <laughs> rave set. So he's just, just standing there with his like a big long hair, like um, held held behind in a ponytail. Um, and I didn't realize, um, but but he was just standing there learning. Um, because so he really likes live electronic music. Um, so that's like, that's the simplicity of it. So I'm like, that's fantastic. But we got contacted by him um, a month later and he's just like, hey, hope you guys have had um, enough time to um, chill out. Uh, here's some creative writing that I'm going to send you from the 90s from my perspective. And here's some like, uh, yeah, you know, true stories and true tales. So he sent me that and I'm a creative writing nut. So... I'm like, this is, this is, that's like love language to me. Like uh, people Mm. sending me their creative writing, like that's better than a gift at a birthday. Like that's, that's awesome. So I really encourage that. And then, and then he sent a month later, Hey, I've been trialing some live electronic jams. Um, Here we go. Here's this. And like, obviously getting the enthusiasm from, from Honey Smack, um, from that live show that we put on. And, and then he, he sends me them and then I'm just like, well, why can't we, I know I'm turning away from the word punters because it sounds a bit too like munters. So I'm just like, <laughs> why, why, why don't we have a punters showcase? Like, yeah. why don't, why don't we like propel like um and and make people enthused about participating and immediacy yeah. rather than being like, oh, I really like this DJ. I'll practice their mix and then hopefully I'll get booked in two years. Why the fuck do yeah. we have to wait that long? Like, why? Yeah. So so I just thought that, um, I just. He, he he messaged us uh, all of his live jams. I'm like, there is a place for this. There's always a place for it. It's just you don't look hard enough if you don't think there is. And so um, we created in the in in the time slots a 30 minute uh, raver showcase. Um, so so age or Adrian, uh, Mr. Rochelle, he is on the lineup. Um, he yeah he's he, he's got a special little raver showcase where he, he's actually really bloody good oh it's so nice um, but so yeah nice. it's sort of it. it's sort of yeah, just like... so, so I hope in future beat repeats um, an, another person that's really into their live electronic music yeah. but like is only just getting into it or only just learning I hope they they knock on our door and be like hey I'm learning I like it um, this is my stuff and we'll be able to continue the live raver showcase mm. and be like yeah, just just spark participation. Like makes people feel a part of it, I guess. Yeah. It's like less divide, be- be- like between the artist and crowd, I guess. Like in a way. Like yeah. Everyone's together. Like in the end, you're all like loving the music. A hundred percent. Like, like I guess a de- you kind of would go in the direction of being a DJ or like you know an events like many yeah. events were all there for the same reason. Well, and, and to yeah, to get exclusivity out yeah, of it as well. Yeah. It's just the best. It's the best way of doing that because it'd yeah. be like, all right. You sound awesome. That's Jump a, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the freedom we have. Like, because it's a rave, like, we can do whatever the fuck we want. So we're just like, can you put together half an hour of your tunes? Because I, me and Liz both rate them. And they're mm. like, he's he's on the way to being awesome. And we're just like, well, that's so good. can yeah. you put half an hour together for us? Because if you got half an hour, we've got a spot for you. And it's, mm. and it's like, it ain't early either, so <laughs> he's um, he's gonna be good. Oh, that's uh, yeah, so he's gonna be really good. And I think that's that's one thing that you know, like when you're connecting all these people from different 
sides of the electronic music um you know that's that's one thing because we we can platform artists mm. then we can platform these artists that don't normally get platformed and we can use our voice to push these guys and and show uh i guess melbourne music that there are there's always going to be people that are super talented that never get the opportunities yeah. that some of these other people get and i think okay. like when you're at a rave those are the times where you can be like you know like i don't we booked you know like we we, we book like Yes, we booked Papa Smurf for the first yep. one, and he was, um, he yeah. was awesome. He was awesome. Yeah. And you know, we booked him off the back of that pitch set, hundred percent. And like, mm. I went, I went. As our stage manager's <clears throat> pitch set, and I'm just like, I see <laughs> how you do it behind the deck. You're in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you know, like we, and there was a lot of talk after pitch about that set, and there's a reason because he's a fucking operator that knows tunes and but yeah. but but we also we also yeah book people for for other reasons definitely. But yeah, and then, yeah. and that's like we're where the community comes into it and where mm. the rave culture comes into it is because we're, we we are a community, even though Beat Repeat's a small community, but we're a community inside of the rave culture that still exists, but it just mm. doesn't exist in the in the way in the, that it did back in the 90s or maybe mm, no, early yeah. 2000s, but it does exist and there are people that will come to our stuff that won't go to the big festivals. Yeah. They don't want to be at the big festivals and they don't like that mm. vibe, but they they love going to these like small underground yeah. raves. Yeah, because <clears throat> it's got a different, I guess got a different, it's like an exciting kind of like, it's an underground vibe, I can't explain it. I feel like you guys know what I mean. Like, I'm like, <laughs> just, just vibe. Um, I was actually going to ask, I'm like, was there like anything that you guys were at? Like, what was the thing that kind of sparked your like passion for it in the first place? Was there like anything any events or anything? Because I know, so you, you're you a doofa. Well, you're both doofas, really, right? Don't yeah. get into stuff <laughs> talking <laughs> about doofas because you won't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> I'm like, is there, you know how you have that moment? For me, yeah. I just remember yeah. so many moments on the desk where I'm like, this is yeah. lit. People took inspiration, I guess. No, no, sorry, I didn't mean to be rude no. about you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was just... I, I was just We're going to have problems after this, Liz. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I, say, I, I, I will. I will never shut up about the doof because I, I, I was born on the doof and I'm, I'm gonna die on it as well. Yeah, I, that's so good though. It's um, it's a, it's a place where. The big, and I'll always say this: like the club guys, they run week in, week out, and I'll, I'll always give them a big shout out yeah. because they fucking they're operating whether there's one person or whether there's eight thousand. So true. And yeah. both times, is you got your challenges, and whether one person or eight thousand are there. Um, so you've got to love those guys that are doing it week in, week out. Then you've got the big festivals that are doing it, you know, the big festival stuff. And then, you know, there's a doof that, that runs and like Rainbow ran for 20 years yeah. and like they've experienced the highs and lows of that. And um, and then there's like Rabbit's Eat Lettuce as well, which yeah. is like an upcoming doof that, you know, like I was around um, back mm. in 2016. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so... You know, they were running a small setup, just like um, south of Queensland or whatever. And um, and so for me, it's like, you know, there's a space for what we do as doofs, you know, and, and also as part of a rave. And so the mm. I think B, to talk about B Repeat yeah. is we, we sort of, <clears throat> we knew it was going to be um, a project that we were taking on. And then between Liz and I, and like, that's why I'll always like give Liz props about creative direction because she's 
super creative and and you know like I, i'm musically creative but like liz is liz sort of picked like this is what we're going to do in this street and then it's like all right so we need to give this an identity and then we need to give it a name and then we need to be like well mm. who's going to come and like what's what's it actually gonna do and what, what do we want to do with it and then like we've we you know liz sort of was like I really think that we should do a throwback to the '90s rave scene, and and she like threw some ideas out there, and you know I was, you know, spitballing a few things, but and we sort of like, you know, it just grew organically, um, yeah, you know, more so from Liz, but you know I was probably just tipping water on it, just asking her questions like, oh, so what do you think of that, and like trying to draw a little bit more out of her yeah. as to what she thought, and um, you know, like she's creatively written. Um, I guess the direction of what beat repeat is, and then I, I sort of come in as a guy that runs doofs in Lurdurg State Forest, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna be bringing ravers anyway because like my <laughs> mates are like, they don't go to major festivals. They're like, they're, they're the guy that yeah. wants to wear his jocks on his forehead and just like, you know, just rave. <laughs> We've like, always so, got up there. But yeah. so, so you you would say Doof. You you would say the the Doofs that you've been to have have sparked that energy. Yeah, for, I think. For and what then it's just is. and then it's rolled into, you know, like mm. a Doof in the city. Yeah, what is a Doof yeah. in the city? Mm. Generally, it's go. a rave. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. like generally it's a warehouse party or it's one of those things where people can come and express themselves and it's not a not a fashion parade. No, like it's yeah. a. Man, you you you'll see one guy standing there with, um, you know, like a, a normal kid on that he's never been to a rave before, but he's just like experiencing it for the first time. And then you'll also see someone wearing like a mankini. So you know, and like <laughs> you smush those things together and you create a safe space for people to be like, yeah, I'm comfortable to do whatever I want and wear whatever I want, and I'm also respectful to the people that are around me. And and I think that that's from from rave culture probably went into the doof mm. and then the doofs come back in 2020 and starting to spark that rave yeah. culture again i think yeah. i think that's maybe maybe yeah. i think for me it's like um i've had this question a couple i've got to admit about a month ago of oh, like you? what like not not for yeah. b repeat but for for something else i'm involved with now it's um they they ask like what what sparked um uh, what's they asked what what made it feel like home? What made yeah. the 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 party culture feel like home to you? Or, and now it's sort of like what makes rave culture feel like feel like you're at home or feel like you're surrounded by family? And like what was that event that did it? And I, I gotta say like I've I had um I had memory loss a few years back um from from a procedure and and pretty much like all those mm -hmm. all those things all those like pinpoint moments that a normal yeah, person okay. or a person with sort of like normal memory could could remember being like oh this was the this is the shining light this is this is what this is my like parting sea or whatever but for me I don't that it's it's all quite blurry after okay. a certain amount of time which is really which is really almost really cool because then it, it, it mixes all the experiences you had mm. had and like any that you can remember and you just sort of you hold on to any any of those experiences that you remember that were in your forgotten period and mm. as soon as they come up and then you'd be like well that must be something so that must totally. that 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 has to drive me and mm. and so you're, you you've got less memories but you're but but you're more driven by the ones that actually totally. seep through yeah so yeah i can never say like 
what like what party culture what party like shone Mm -hmm. through to to make to make me driven by it but there's there's definitely like yeah so many etcher sketches (laughs) of of memories out there yeah yeah which is why Liz probably like came up with those ideas and then why when we lent into the concept and then you know she's created more of what it actually is and and like she said like creative writing and stuff like that Mm. so it's 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 one thing that we've been able to do is because Liz is creative in her writing, she's been able to lean into her experiences and put that on paper. Yeah. And then we've been able to talk about what we're what we're actually doing and what what beat repeat is and what it means to us. Mm-hmm. And then by just chatting about it between ourselves, we we always we always do say this. We're like, we we know what we, beat repeat is, like me and you. Um, but then it's like the people that are involved and like um, through different projects and stuff, we're like, we need to get that across to them. Like, cause yeah. we, we ourselves both look at each other and go, yep, that's it. And then, but we know, and it's like, because we know the concept and we know what it yeah. is so well. And then they're like the person over here that's got a great idea, but it's like, it's so very off what the concept is. Mm. And so it's like, it's about articulating that concept which I think Liz has done well and continues to do well to other people and to also mm-hmm. through like you know descriptions in the events and yeah um, marketing and promotion and stuff is being able to articulate what it is that we've spoken about mm. and what we want to do um, which has been really cool to see because you know I think there's people are creative that are in this project yeah it's not just music and that's not what mu- music isn't just what we do mm. Yeah, no, no, I think you've stayed true to, like, the mission behind it by, I guess, while you are saying before, it's, like, working with people who are, like, like-minded and making sure to, like, get people involved who have the same way of thinking about it. Um, I was also going to say, so, you, like, what's the future for Beat Repeat? Like, have you got all these ideas at the moment? Or, because I see you've moved it. This one's in a, is it a warehouse, not on a Yeah, yeah it's anymore. a warehouse. I was Did you come up, like, you just stumbled upon it? Or were you, was it already in your head that you it wanted to do that? It was like, um, yeah, it was, a warehouse was needed to be done because it's a part of the culture. Know, right? And, like, so, huge, so, my, yeah. so myself, like, I, like, and Adam as well, like, we're very outdoorsy creatures. Like, you have a hard press to find us in a club, but yeah. also you'll find us in a club. Now yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but we are, but I like, but again, like I'll, I'll, I'll always stick to my roots, which is like, um, I'm sure Adam's a lot, like a lot like this as well, but it's like finding the most difficult place that you can to try and get a permit for mm. and shutting it down for something that it definitely doesn't hold value to before that time yeah. so 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 you know like um those those streets or those laneways or that 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 old shopping center or or something like that but i thought it was i thought it was quite important we named it reclaimed um uh yeah. reclaimed factory rave because there there has been a lot of factory raves in the time of factories, warehouses, sort mm. of same thing. But we wanted, um, to be honest, it was a bit of like a, a name aesthetic. I want I didn't want it to just be called the warehouse party. Like I just I wanted I wanted a little bit more of like you know, factory rave, like reclay. Like we've we've gotten this because the the factory space that we're using is is now reclaimed by all these um really creative people and really creative businesses and and you when you go in there 
um it, it's just fantastic it's like street art everywhere awesome. inside and like they've done so much work to the inside of it without making it look too different um and and the, yeah, yeah. Bit, bit of history there and i just thought it was um we thought it would be great to do a warehouse before Sick. we step back into um, the streetscape yeah. or the or, or the bigger scape beyond that but you know each venue that beat repeat will do will have a historical meaning behind Sick. it um awesome. whether it be in the car park of the old Pal- old palais theater or whether it be i don't know if we um if we take over some sort of <clears throat> venue car park that used to have like hold um much significance yeah. but you um, you'd be hard pressed to find us in a venue um, after after this warehouse one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you gotta, you guys are like really wanting to stay with well, its roots and like what we loved outdoor about, underground. Yeah. What we loved about this one was there's actually <clears throat> old school ravers are gonna be like. <laughs> I think I fucking I think I went to <laughs> I, I, I went to this back in the day. That's like it's awesome. actually like we'll always lean into those like rave spots that have history spark and memories Russell Street is like memories. old school raves used to happen on that street before it got gentrified and before there yeah. was people like we don't like sound yeah Leslie Street <laughs> was huge you know, squat like, raves yeah. so like, and that's and this is what Liz and I have taken with this project and like we we don't want to do the easy <clears throat> easy we don't want to take the easy way out and yeah. that's and that's why we've you know like next year's one <laughs> will be cool. I'm not going to give anything away. It's already in the works. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to give anything away, but it'll be awesome. Um, and you'll also get the nostalgia. If you're an old school raver, Sick. you're going to roll up and be like, I fucking... Did, it used to be down over there. Didn't we take we a piss over there in the 90s? And, like. I'm pretty, and I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, it was, I think it was... Was it above this? Was it below this building? And yeah, that's what people oh. are going to get when they come to this uh, we want to spark memories warehouse and spark is they used to run awesome. raves back in the day in this place and so now that they've reclaimed it and they're running like uh, creative spaces and stuff out of it and it gives us the opportunity to be like and they don't run stuff in this thing all the time they yeah. haven't been able to because back in the day they got their license taken off them for heaving it too much Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the locals got so upset that they ended up getting it taken off them so um so like that's you know like that's that's what that's where we'll target and those are the mm. venues that we'll we'll crack into and it's like this project isn't about doing the easy thing yeah it's about yeah. doing the 12 months of permitting yeah <clears throat> dealing with 16 different council members because they mm. all leave in the event space and you and might move see to us. another council and yeah. then like, oh you should God. see me like but you should have seen me like three months before and a month after be repeat i just different oh, different look in my face like <laughs> with change, like with, uh, with black eyes and like all swollen through like inflammation oh, but it was worth it was worth every single bit and this oh, by the way christy's left so um and we're like Oh, our only council person was on our side. Fantastic. The person we got referred to onto after the person we got referred onto is left. <laughs> oh, right, no dramas. It'll be oh, fine. Yeah. It's just like, like extra hoops. Yeah. 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 Through, to like yeah. stay true to it, I guess. It great. Yeah. It's like it's like hard to like be like we need to do it the way like it has yeah. to all be thought through. Otherwise, you know, sometimes yeah. like a venue that's not right can throw things off. Like I'm yeah. not a strong believer in that. If if I, the venue feels off for something, yeah. I'll be like, ugh. It's like throws things off, and that's know, a, yeah. So. That's the beauty of like, and Liz and I. That's probably our strong skill set is, we can do things that the average punter that wants to put a show on, they might not be able mm. to do because of the event managing experience, 
the council experience, the permitting, all those type of things that are very difficult for people is a, is a skill that me and Liz are well-versed in. Yeah. And we can write whatever, like we can go to council and we can tick all their boxes because we are skilled enough to do that, which then allows us to be able to go into these spaces and put on these shows that people can't do because they don't have the ability or the council knowledge or the those type of things behind them to, to do that. And yeah. like that's um, one point of difference that we will probably always have is because, mm. you know, we've got that and we don't... Music is a hard industry when you've got money budgets and stuff. And yeah. if you have to pay people to do that stuff for you and you can't do it in-house, there goes your event budget. Yeah. And so... Mm. Being able to do that stuff in house is what's allowed us to mm. take to the streets and shut a street down, or, or like you know, I always say to Liz, I'm like, well, you know, uh, we didn't think we could shut a street down, so we were just like, we they're actually they're letting us do this, like legit, they're letting us shut this fucking street down. Like <laughs> 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 traffic day. management, sorry That's guys, you're not allowed day. to drive on this street anymore. We're like, all right, sweet. So we're like, now we look at it and we're like, all right, well. What do you reckon we can get over the line next? Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> like what could you do? Where, <laughs> where can we go next? If, if anyone has any suggestions, just put them in. I'll make a suggestion <laughs> box on our website. Shows. Just chuck yeah. down, chuck down your favorite public or private private yeah. place, and we'll try and do it. Yeah. And we'll, we'll give it yeah. a do it for the people. Yeah. We'll, we'll give it a red hot crack, and like yeah. you know, I think that professionalism that we bring, um, yeah. with the stuff that we've been involved in, and we just fold that into. How can we make a sick rave out of this? Because people want yeah. to experience that, and they need an outlet, and they also artists need, you know, a mm. propulsion, like you know, that don't normally get seen. And a rave's perfect time and place for that. I'm trying to think of how to ask. It's um, how do you like keep the crowd um, a good crowd, <laughs> a safe, oh, and, yeah. a safe <laughs> environment, like. Because I find that events can really quickly, like not judging any crowd at all. You like, take you take this, but we talk we talk hard. about we <laughs> talk about this all the time. Yeah, we do. So we talk about it. this all the time because I think it's so important. It's yeah. like it's so uh, from one. Uh, first off, I come from a harm minimization background, um, so I used to do work with dance wise, um, and I used to uh, I think I used to do oh, well. I did used to do alcohol and other drugs and mental health um, crisis and trauma. So I used to do that in TAFE after my um, social science degree in psych and forensics. Yeah. Um, and I and in that we got taught, you know, mental health first aid and um, and then harm minimization went into every, every single drug and like how they would present and and why people would want to take them and yeah. and what the culture was, and so like. From that, I'm sure you can understand that I've got a very keen interest in crowd psychology and also just um, keeping people um, heard um, yes. and not hurt. Um, so he hearing people and, and making them feel a part of the community and a part of the culture gives them a drive and an identity and a reason to uphold um, good nature yeah. within themselves. Everybody is good. There's a very, very, very small percentage, point percentage of us that aren't good. Um, it's just that uh, entities mm. uh, like businesses or, or events or anything like that, some of them, um, some of them don't 
realize how to get people's the the good part out of them yeah um which like is hard for everyone sometimes like it's it's still hard for us but um uh well it's I don't think it's hard for us because I absolutely loved every single person that was at the last BRP. Yeah. I went up to nearly every single one of them and asked their name and shook their hand and tried to have a little dance that's with them awesome. because I think that's one of the I think that's one of the tactics as much as I would want to done that anyway. I think that's I think that's something that that event runners can do more of or people businesses that are, that are helping to host events can do more of to to get on the same level as their crowd, that doesn't mean taking mm. the same drugs as their crowd or substances as their crowd. It just means um, making them not feel like they're outliers, making them yeah. not feel like making them feel like they're participators rather than rather than people that are just uh, are just buying beers. Like yeah, yeah. Um, so so I feel like going up to them and actually um, so what they used to do in old raves. So uh, I I've connected with Heidi. Um, Heidi used to run Every Picture Tells a Story with her partner. Every Picture Tells a Story was the biggest, um, arguably, I think, um, metrically, it is the big, It was the biggest 90s rave group in Melbourne. Sick. They had things like Global Village. They were trying to make... Um, they were trying to make a huge warehouse that was a foundation for creative teenagers that were in trouble um, to come and use the warehouse, um, but which never got off the ground, which to this day, I still want to see if I can get off the ground, but I won't steal the idea off them. Um, but they, uh, they've done a really good job in like, in that sort of like, in that rave culture and what Heidi told me when I went to her place in Warrandyte um, in early 2021 when I was doing research for Be Repeat Street Rave. Mm. Um, I went out to this random couple's house. I had no idea who the fuck they were, (laughs) Uh, but all I knew is they ran this notorious um, rave in the 90s and they welcomed me with open arms and um, and they 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 talked me through um, how they used to just dance with their people. Every, all the thousands of people that came to their event, they danced with them. Mm. They, they they got on the same level as them. They they stayed up for twenty four hours. You know, not not on too many substances at yeah. all. Like um, they, they they did what their people did, and I think that creates less disparate disparity between yeah. between those two types of people. I think it's also the way you market it. Mm. Um, if you uh, if you put down the the trail the trace elements of being like all right be um, be be community minded be whatever that like where um, luckily we haven't had to deal with it to our knowledge mm-hmm. um, but uh, like any sort of sexual assault or or, or assault um, or anything like that we haven't had to deal with yet um, I find that that might have been a really good tactic through our marketing somehow even though we're not marketing straight. Um, do not assault people. Yeah. Um, the way that you market certain things to the type of community that you that you trade that to, um, uh, there's th- that type of community that won't usually cause those assaults. Um, yeah, uh, will come. Yeah, yeah. Because I was gonna say, I think that's one of the things I noticed in the crowd was it's just so it felt it's just very safe and inclusive yeah. environment and. I think a lot of like events as they get bigger or maybe like get too big too quickly. I'm not really sure what it is, mm. but there's more of a disparity between like, like the like the punter, I guess, like the party yeah. versus like you know like a lot of events are like that where you, yeah. there's like crowd and then like, like it can be like a really hectic place to be where it yeah, brings heaps <laughs> of people and it's like, like yeah. so many different types of people without like. 
Yeah. It, it loses maybe its like mission in the end of it or yeah. something like that. And, like, and like artists as well. Some sometimes like the artists oh, true, book yeah. as well. Like the genres of tunes and the artists of your book and the marketing, like it's multifaceted. Yeah, yeah. I find like it, it's been it's been really. Um, it's been tough everyone coming out of uh, coronavirus I feel like everyone doesn't have their dance floor etiquette as much Mm. not everyone but you know like 70% of people out there like I forgot how to dance like I'm still (laughs) learning that I went to Cosmic Psychos the other night and I was just like (laughs) how do I head thrash like I don't know anymore but um but yeah I've been a, a few of the festivals I've been to at the moment over this last run um, there's been people coming up to me saying they've experienced transphobia, um, and, and mm. also, um, a different, uh, different issues with, 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 um, with people pinpointing their sexuality for some reason. Yeah. And then also different issues with, uh, I've even encountered, um, an assault of the festival, uh, mm. recently. And, um, I just, I, I feel like it, it's a very important, um, path to take. Um, and, and once, once you set your sights, once you set your goals for not putting up with it, yeah. then that that's you. That's your identity. That's your event's identity. You don't put up with it. And and yeah. if you put up with it um, once and you're knowingly putting up with it, then that's your identity. You put up with it yeah. and you let that happen. Uh, it's just as good as doing it. It's just yes, as bad yeah. as doing it. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, no, that's, it's, I just find it really interesting because I think, I guess it brings back to the oversaturation thing. It's like actually so many things happening that like and people forgetting what it's like to be on a dance floor anyway like yeah. to be like <laughs> yeah 100%. on one <laughs> like, yeah. like, and then all these other things attached to it yeah. and then you just really have to like be yeah. really like you got to like, create this yeah. the safe space mm. and like mm. when you when you lean into rave culture it's it's almost like self-policed in a way because you've got everyone there you've created this space and mm. then a lot of people that you're marketing to or that you know or through friends or through groups or through different artists that you'll book, you know that that's the crowd that they're going to bring. And so when you have that and you've got a lot of those different crowds that you know are going to make up your crowd, then you understand that that crowd is going to be like-minded and they're going to be open to express themselves in any way. And when you do that and when you provide that, then people almost can self-police yeah. inside of that because yeah. they're just like, hey, man, that's, that's like right someone throwing there. rubbish on the ground. It's they're the like, hey, what the fuck? Right what, people, what, though, yeah. yeah. Like, we, don't, we don't do that here. And they'll go pick the rubbish up and they'll put it in the bin and, they'll be, and then that person will be like, oh, I'm not going to do that again because like, I look like a dick. So, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's... And, that, <laughs> yeah, and, and I think, the shame monster. I think, <laughs> the shame yeah. monster dances so, around. Such a thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think like that, that stems from... Liz and I and being Burning mm. Man orientated yeah. and coming from those experiences that we've had overseas and then in that culture and then just yeah. being able to push that into mm. what we do and the people that we know and the people that we market to and the people we talk to and the people we book and the suppliers that we get and those type of things. It's, you know, we we don't really deal with a lot of dickheads and that's like the yeah, best thing about this project. And we're, and we're always learning. If anyone has any information, also I remember yeah. someone reached out to us after the last big repeat and was just like, hey, you can believe me or not, but this happened to me, uh, one of the people that was there and, and, and we make sure that we, we heard that and, and we worked through them with that situation and um, it wasn't at the event that it happened, but yeah. a prior a prior incident and um, 
and so we're uh, we're all ears for for anything that we can help out with um, with mm. the community, whether it be be repeat or not. We want to know about it. Mm. If um if we don't if we don't want to know about it, then we're just we're just as uh, yeah. just as bad as it. Yeah. As, as and that's then that's not what this project is, and that's not what me and Liz are about. And so when I think that resonates. With, yeah. With what we do, and that's probably mm. why the crowd is as awesome as they are, is because. Yeah. Um, we know a lot of them, and the ones that we don't know are generally friends of friends of those people who we yeah. who we know. Like we we know that that's the crew or crowd or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like we do. I mean, Liz and I have we do talk about that a lot because mm. you know it's something that you know, and 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 it's probably more so in some of the artists that we book. I think. Yeah. Okay. Like <clears throat> whether they'll bring specific. Yeah. People, like, as in, yeah, because it's a thing. It's like the bigger the artist brings more people, and then that's like, right. Yeah, and, so the, and you know, and like, wisely. and people through festivals and people that we know, they they'll book a, a big act, but you just you don't know who that act is going to reach, and and the people that you come, and like, I think a lot of people that have problems with festivals getting bigger, the problem that they have is. Everyone wants a festival to get bigger because it's awesome. But the problem that you have is that is the crowd starts to get mixed and you start to lose. And and Bo Kitty talked about this in her interview. Mm. And it's something that like resonated with me is like she talked about the crowd and and, like there's different events that had people that they would book artists and they would have that event and it would be that type of genre and that type of Mm. person. And then those events folded and then they were looking for something to do and they had to turn to some of the underground stuff and then those crowds started to get... Yeah, like a big day out versus rainbow. Yeah. Exactly. And then, like, you know, like, the the one-day festival that you can get away with whoever comes because they're massive acts. Yeah. um, As opposed to a five-day festival... You live with people. ...where, you know, like... Yeah, it's more of a community. Like, rainbow is a community. Yeah. and, And... so when you're with someone for five days or you're with these people for and you bump into them a couple of times, you become friends with them and that's yeah. part of your extended community. And then mm. when you have these other events that fold, mm. um, then obviously that gets diluted and that's the big festival versus mm. the little one. And to say that you can't control that is bullshit because mm. Glastonbury's been going for how many years? Burning Man's been going for how many years? Yeah. You'll have these people, but it's about educating those people. Right, yeah, and it's about if you've got ninety percent of the crowd that think this way, and you've got ten percent of the crowd coming in, I can guarantee you that that ten percent of the crowd is going to get educated, and they're probably going to leave different with yeah. different philosophies because they've gone, hey, these guys are cool as fuck, and like it's true, it is, they're not yeah. throwing rubbish on the ground, so and it, and it actually is a great space when we're not dancing in shit. It's so true, yeah. yeah. And then they go and they tell their friends, and and that's you know like we can we can it's yeah. a cultural, and a lot of people are not making a conscious decision to do some of the actions that they're doing. They're making a, they're just not uh, informed. And so yeah, exactly, if you get yeah. around people that are all like mine and, uh, and, and go, hey man, hey Will, mm. like, hey Will, that's not, that's not cool. They go, oh, well, I've probably never been pulled up on that before. So I didn't no, know exactly. yeah. that yeah. that was not cool. So yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's a no. cool part of it. Uh, yeah, I find that, that's actually, mm. it's super interesting. So you're right, it, it is like having a culture in the crowd. And like having a strong enough culture in the event, essentially, yeah. right? And then like, it stops that kind of stuff because a lot of them are, yeah, which is have a which is what, culture or you know, I don't know, yeah. you know, it can cause a bit of like chaos. Oh, <laughs> like, and that's yeah. why, and that, I, I think that that's one of the beautiful things about the direction that Liz went 
very early days and like the old school raver and the new school raver and the and teaching and learning from the old school raver mm. the new school raver comes in and they're all good people everyone's a good person but yeah they you learn from these older guys <clears throat> you know you, yeah you take yeah. what they their experiences because you haven't had them yet yeah but they have because they're like 10 years older than you so, exactly yeah do you yeah. know what i mean and they're like you can learn off them and i think that's what's been awesome about this project is smooshing those two together you know yeah, it's like a that younger crowd and that older push. crowd and smashing them together because then it means that no matter who comes to this rave you're gonna feel comfortable whether you're old Sick. as fuck or you're young as fuck yeah you're gonna be like oh this is mad i don't mm, feel awesome. out of place here so because important, I think. it's such yeah. a spread because i think that's yeah well at least i know my friends are more sensitive than ever to crowd vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I talk about now. Yeah. Whenever, anywhere, if anything feels off, we're like, crowd vibes. So yeah. it's like, so it's like always like, I'm uber sensitive to it since coming out of COVID. True. I can like, I like read it like, a, I'm like, either trip out from like, sussing the weirdest things mm. over like, ages away. And then it like, can really wig me out. Yeah. Or Super I can important. really feel it. Like how good it is. You know, like feel mm. like connected to the crowd or something. Can't, like you have to feel connected to everything. That's great. So yeah, it's, I think it's super important. I think that's why a lot of people at the moment are like searching for that or want that. And I think that's why clubbing kind of, can, it's either like, like people are clubbing, but I think people really want to feel safe and yeah. connected. Find their crowd. You, you know the clubs that you can go to that you're going to have like-minded people and you also know that some of the clubs that you can go to that are going to be like full on <laughs> full on <laughs> full on so yeah um i also was just going to ask uh what you guys reckon with the melbourne scene like where you reckon it's heading coming out of covid like what your opinions are like have you forecasted you get to <laughs> feel like you would have forecasted <laughs> two sentences you can't say you can't ramble anymore oh. two sentences it's fucked <laughs> All right, that's one sentence. <laughs> one more sentence. Nah, uh, there's, there's a lot going on. <laughs> there's a lot going on. That's, that's it. Um, that's okay, it. so what, what was the question again? No, it's time? more like this is what I th- I think about this a lot. Is like with yeah. the Melbourne scene, like the music scene, like in general. What's your like like your forecast or what do you where do you see it going with like? In general, I guess the party and music scene. Like, what's I, reckon, I've, I, I, I used to think it was like these. Um, I use I don't use monopolies negatively. I just mm. uh, well, I guess it's the wrong word to use. I should try not to use it negatively. But I used to think there was like um, four major event groups, pretty much um, on mm. average in Melbourne, that was just sort of dictating the the scene and having most of the numbers pull. Um, but now that there's just that there's so many creative ideas out there and so many different event brands and and everything like that, it's getting pulled away from those four entities yeah. um, that that were driving ticket sales and driving the attendance rate in Melbourne. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I so I was worried for a moment there that it was just these four entities that we would somehow have to be like, hey guys, can you do this instead of that? Because we don't have a voice, we can't shout louder than your speakers can go. So. Can you make sure that you do this and so that? But that was never going to happen. And now, every now, all these individual people are rising up, and 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 sharing the ticket sales of the people going out that weekend. But I think mm. what what might what might happen? I don't I don't think COVID's something to focus on anymore. I think 
Um, I think the focus is the is the type of music um, and 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 the community behavior that's there. Mm. Like community, I mean the event producers yeah. and the people that go. Mm. Um, so so I I do think that the type of music like it's weird like we're we're going through a real millennials phase. I mean not yeah. millennials phase. Um, a early two thousands phase. Yeah. Um, and for for some, I think two years ago it was a bunch of trance because, um, trance is like an MDMA, but for the ears. Um, yes, and we yeah. needed we needed like that the because feeling. yeah, because yeah, like saying this to my friend the other day, this yeah. exact sentence you said, I was like, we needed it. Yeah, needed it, just like- <laughs> it was like it was the um it was it was when lockdowns were hitting in two thousand twenty, and um I think that's one of the reasons why Papa Smurf got so much traction in 2020 is because I, I think um yeah uh trance trance elicits feelings of um of uh, that you would get from of some, something like mdma yeah. um but now i feel like we've gone uh we've gone quite heavy we've gone mm-hmm. quite like early 2000s but then like ram techno into ram industrial techno <laughs> into early 2000s yeah. like that's where we're at now um but i do i do also think that Potentially, that's just the the bigger groups portraying that, yeah. and we do have a really wide genre of music, a really wide scope of music that you would usually just find in like Europe. Yeah. Um, but because we have so many events, I I don't think I don't think that's something to completely worry about. Um, I, d- I do I do worry about the state of um, of permitting uh, and and decibel limits and everything like that for event groups. Mm. It's I know it's really tough for. People, I was talking to an acoustic engineer on the weekend and he's just, and I'm like, I think you guys have all the power. That's how I perceive it because yeah. you can you can tell us if we can run or not in a specific location. They're like, no, nah, it's the government that's telling us what we can tell you what to yeah. do or not. So it's um it's 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 hard because it's the it's the financial grip that we're we're feeling as event runners or as even punters buying tickets like um but event runners are also feeling the grip of um heightened restrictions in decibel limits um different sort of permitting you know like you can spend you spend over 15 grand to like permit off um a certain part of the Mm -hmm. public street with with everything they make you um make you get um so i think for some councils dropping that limit as well recently yeah. some councils yeah, are dropping decibel. the decibel what? limit inside of residences yeah. with the sep n2 um, which is bullshit yeah i up, think i've yeah. even i don't know if I, it's just me like maybe my hearing to be fair like my booth monitors <laughs> so yeah. like, could be it's not like and, the, and then and we know we know honest, we know venues like, we know venues that have been like we we'd love to have you guys do something awesome, and me and Liz have have, have sussed it out. But we're like, man, we can't, we can't work on ninety decibel. It's like, a rave. Or we can't, maybe we can't ninety yeah. dB. This like we need speakers, and and so, so that cuts down our ability to run, and that's yeah. what we fight head and toe. And like with the street rave, like there was definitely one resident who was giving us. Hell, really? Absolute hell! Like not, not even before <sighs> no, the like, like, like straight off the bat, just when we sent a, an email out <sighs> to all the, the area, bat. straight off the bat was just like, no, I'm going to council straight away. This is never going to happen. What? And we're like, it's you, people and he apparently life. used to run raves. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what what the the why you not we even, Like this is the first oh, email out to uh, you know a year before anything's even going to happen, and you're already like so against us, mm-hmm. and just have told us like basically piss off and we're like 
All right, so that happened. So we went to council and we're like, well, what do you want to do? <laughs> like yeah. So like, and that's happening more and more. And, you know, if you want to, if you don't like loud music, mm-hmm. don't live on fucking Brunswick Street. That's don't what I get a different of, fucking yeah. house somewhere else. That's, I Spend your million bucks yeah. somewhere, somewhere else. else. <laughs> don't, don't get a house on Chapel Street and then ring about Rebs being loud. Yeah, what? Fucking, it's I'm just like, like man. <laughs> live music venues are here and, and, we're, and we're under attack. And we're, it's yeah. fucking bullshit because they're shutting down. They're making it harder for everyone. They're complaining a lot. Councils are pulling down um, decibel limits in areas that are bullshit. And it's going to be harder. And I, I, I'm i telling you, it's going to be harder like going forward. And we are doing stuff now that I can tell you it won't be able to be done in 20 years. I do, I, I do, think, um, I do think our DIY party culture is hitting tough. home, though. It's yeah, going real well. Say. Like, I know, like, Nordex, like, you guys are doing... Mm. You guys are doing really good under-the-bridge raves, which is awesome. And I won't say where they are. I won't release that information <laughs> to you, police. Yeah. No, not even the Melways reference. Um, but <laughs> but we're it. doing, like... Um, I've heard of quite a few groups doing, it's like... Cool. Yeah, like, bridge raves, like, um, park raves all that sort of stuff which is which is awesome and it usually like it, it yeah it's like because it, it is it is setting aside from the from the regulations mm. that we're we're being pressed down on and some councils are fantastic but it's uh, it's the regulations that are passed down to them yeah but i do um i do think that uh i have heard of like quite a few tricky like awful situations that have happened to people Within the within the EDM electronic music mm. culture community um, uh, venues events at the moment, um, and I do think that if we uh, like one future for our scene is if we do let these people keep on behaving like that, then yeah. that will start creeping into our scene even more. So I think the what we what we have to do from now on is just to create a tight knit allow anybody in that, that that wants to that wants to contribute in a way um but but a, a tight-knit group that doesn't let um doesn't let bad behavior yeah. or, or bad attitudes or bad mm. as much as i hate the fucking word vibes bad vibes <laughs> yeah, doesn't do, do, doesn't doesn't let bad vibes in because um because there, there's a few of them that there's a lot of hatred stirring in the world over yeah. the last two years and I feel like that's where the scene could really go to garbage because you know you could have a venue or an event that you love so much, but but at the night or the whole venue is completely ruined by one yeah. tragic moment that you have in there. So I think what we can do for each other as a community, even though we can't go against um, the government and their regs and and all those sorts of bits and bobs, um, but as a community we can stand up for the good that we see in our community and the good that we see being done by event people and by patrons. Um, and make sure that that is amplified um, and carried on uh, yeah. into the into the scene and perpetuated. And yeah. the reason that Melbourne the Melbourne scene is so good is because there's been so many awesome people pushing that scene over multiple years. And yeah, yeah. these are people that we've uh, that didn't know about um, and have contacted us through the through our page and stuff like that 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 have shared their stories with us. And we've been like, if you didn't put the effort in and like you you know sometimes music can be you know dom dollar sold out massive venue mm-hmm. the other week coachella all those things but like at the end of the day like you can't all make it massive in this scene and so you you put effort in and you provide but what you're doing is you're providing your friends or those people around you to be able to go to something that they can be safe at yeah. go to something that they really enjoy mm. and if you don't do it who is and that's exactly. the thing and, and music yeah. is a 
is a passion that needs to be pushed and that's why Melbourne music is so fucking good is because we got so many people that are doing it like look at the dudes at Revs like how many years they've been running how many times they've been supporting local artists yeah. and Honey Smack was like played the first show at Revs when it opened and you talk to him and hear his story about like that experience and then you look at it today and you look at the guys that are also pushing a lot of time and effort into that venue and like that's why people go there because they know it's a safe space and they know it's the type of vibe they want and if they don't do it and if they get regulated against and if they get shut down and if it doesn't mm. happen then where are those people going to go and it's like mm. yeah that's why melbourne's so strong in music is because we've got so many talented creative people putting shit on and that's why yeah. we will continue to do that's it why. because we're yeah. like we're providing these people a space oh and we're, we're so lucky to have people like event groups like bloody cat house neurotic mm. like the girls from Whip, or the yeah. people from whip and like and like it's so many different other the bands. List goes and on. Just, the list goes on. Yeah, yeah. it's so cool. Like-minded, you know. Yeah. For, in it for the same thing, you know. The love and support yeah, and the passion yeah. shines through, and it's like, and that's what we'll always say is like, be repeat is not music is a major focus, right? Yeah. Hundred <clears> percent. Yeah. But it is not what beat repeat is, and beat repeat, you know, we encompass artists. We deal like we did a, a massive mural at the last one. We got this wall that we were able to paint, and we we had like a real prominent. It wasn't a mural. It was the number one best street grapher <laughs> in all Actually, of yeah. Australia. It wasn't a mural. That we got. It was a fucking I'm pretty sure number one or, or top five um, street artists in the whole of Australia that came down and just did a piece for us. Yeah, I think I, yeah. We I we, we went around to Bowens and we were just like. Please, Bowens, can we paint your wall at the back? And then they just they just let us paint their wall because yeah. we're like, well, so it's like, like it's private property, yeah. so we'll just ask the property yeah, whose so is it. Like, they can't give see a shit. it. Like it's a back wall, and we're like, sick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next minute, we've got like two guys down there on massive ladders just knocking this piece up for us. Um, That's so good. And yeah. so there's just so many different artists from like sound engineers to creative yeah. people to performers to mm. to everyone that puts that is beat repeat and then will be the next one and mm. the next one will be it'll all, like we lean we're leaning into the production because we've got a nice juicy budget behind us from you know the first one we bare bones it because it was like me and Liz basically putting a show on um, so oh we had yeah we had so now we've got we've put out through our partnerships um, you know um, with Prime Collective um, they've come to the table and they've just basically said to us like we love the concept. We love what you're doing. We're going to help you. And so, so with that, we have a little bit more money. So that means that we can spend it on not just the music artists, but on other artists that mm. we can push. Um, because, like I said, our crowd yeah. our crowd are basically all artists, I reckon. But Bloody. they're just different types of areas. Let me, let me just say this. I've been, um, uh, this is the first time I've booked a classical soloist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. it's, the fir- it's the first time I've, I've ever booked classical soloist. I'm like, how much do I pay yeah, how much? Yeah, like, yeah, how, what, how, how much do, we how pay do I? How much do I pay what's you? A, what's like, it going right for the tambourine yeah. these days? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. so good. Yeah, oh, so good. Thanks, guys. By the way. Thank you for listening to that awesome chat from Liz and Adam. And once again, thank you to the two of them for being such chillers and such a great energy. Uh, it was it has such a flow to it. And I think we covered such important stuff going on at the moment, you know, such, such an important 
stuff in the Melbourne music scene and the Melbourne event scene that I think, um, I don't know, at least a lot of my friends and a lot of people at the moment who are a part of it are contemplating, you know. Now I've got Mr. Rochelle with a mix to top it all off. So please enjoy this little lead into the rest of the weekend. And I hope that it gets you all excited for what's coming on May the 7th. Get your tickets and enjoy. Thank you.